Genesis 21, starting there in verse 1, it's a very interesting story. Some of you know it. But the details are, are very interesting because it shows a side of God that we don't always associate with his glory and his majesty. And so let's read it together, starting there in verse 1 of Genesis 21. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For, the, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the, time, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old. Let me just stop there for a minute. Now none of us know anybody that's 100 years old, right? Now my dad is only not almost a little, little more than nine more, nine more years, nine more years away. So there you go. All right. Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, listen to what Sarah said, who bore Isaac. God has made me laugh. And all who hear will laugh with me. Hallelujah. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So my message today is entitled, When God Makes You Laugh. When God Makes You Laugh. I've been laughing all morning. I was just laughing with... Um, Aaron and, and Linda, how God just sets us up. He always sets us up. He does things that we don't expect, and they're always good. Now, if we turn them down, there are consequences that will turn you around and get you back on the path. But when God makes you laugh, it's an important part of who he is revealing himself to be. One of the best things about knowing God all these years that I've walked with him, almost 40 now, is God's humor. God shows me things. He speaks things to me that, are, that you're going to get the biggest kicks out of things that he has planned for you. So just, just know that it's on the way. These two, Abraham and Sarah, were very old. And sometimes the older you get, you begin to lose hope. The older you get, the weaker your body feels, the less um, your mind functions the way it needs to, it seems. But how many know that's not going to be any of us? Hallelujah. The Lord loves to turn our our, our impossibilities into realities. 
And he is planning things for us that we can't, we can't even imagine right now. You're praying about things that you thought were going to happen a long time ago. And the question is, are you losing hope about those promises? Because God's here to remind you, he's going to make you laugh about it when it's all said and done. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. Somebody say amen. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. See, some of you might be going through battles. Some of you might be going through a time right now that you feel like you just feel abandoned. You feel like the heavens are brass, that, that the answer isn't coming, and it's certainly not coming soon enough, or that somehow, it, and it's impossible, that God has forgotten you. He has not. God has good things for you. A few days ago, the Lord was speaking to me in my prayer time early in the morning, and, and the Lord said, I am rewarding the faithful. I am rewarding the righteous. Right now, I'm doing it. I am pouring it out. I am bringing it to pass, whatever they're believing for. And how long they have served me, I have not forgotten their work and their labor of love. And I looked up to the Lord and I said, thank you, Lord. Because I knew it was for me, but I know it's for all of you. And you may think, well, I haven't done a whole lot. I haven't served the Lord that well. I haven't. You're here, aren't you? Are you here? Just pinch yourself. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. So when you begin to turn your heart to God, God begins to pour out all of those things that he's promised. This isn't works that I'm talking about. This is grace. And when you find delight in pleasing the Lord, I'm going to tell you, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly before him. Amen. So God has good things for you. And he has turnarounds for your setbacks. Somebody say amen. He's not going to leave you, but he may cause you to scratch your head in amazement. How did this happen? How did this turnaround happen? And so this is a true story. Some of you know the battle that one of our dear sisters and her husband went through during COVID. Kristen Barnes uh, caught COVID after a very long time, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. We were praying. We were believing. Also, Stephen, her husband, had it as well. They were both hospitalized pretty much on the same day. Stephen began to get better, but, but not Kristen. Kristen got worse and worse and worse. They intubated her, and it just looked very, very bleak. She's young, you know, relatively, 40-something, I guess. That is young. Looking back on 40s, that's like a spring pup, you know, (laughs) spring chicken. But she's, she's getting worse. And Stephen is calling, and we're praying, staff is praying, church is praying, we're fasting, we're believing God. 
nothing is changing. Finally, they had to put her in a coma, a medically induced coma, and things were not looking good. One night, the doctor said, this is it. This is, this is not working out. She can't survive. She had been on, you know, oxygen and on the machines. She's incapacitated. We're not sure if she even has brain function anymore. And they tried an experiment, took her off the machine, and it just went down fast. And it took them an hour and a half, literally, to get her hooked back up. And in the meantime, after they got her hooked back up, Stephen calls me and says, with tears, literally, he says, <clears throat> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Kristen is going to make it. Doctors are asking me, do I want to just take her off the machine? And I paused for a moment, and I'm not kidding you, I, I just felt the righteous indignation, and I, and I know that Stephen was as well. She was, he was fighting for his wife's life. I mean, doctors are good. I thank God for doctors, but they don't have the emotional tie. They don't have the deep sense of union between a husband and a wife. They, they don't understand that, especially in that situation. They were doing their best. So Stephen asked me, what should I do, Pastor? And I, I paused and I said, well, what do you want to do and what is God saying? He goes, he paused for a minute. He said, we need to fight. I said, then fight we will. Hallelujah. And we began to pray and we went to God and we commanded no brain damage. We commanded those things, those, that life to come back in here just like we were doing. But then God began to turn things around. And this was months and months ago. And she has recovered. She's come out. Great battle. Great recovery. All of these things. It's happening right now. I contacted her this weekend. And it's, this COVID trauma was so great that her lungs even now, or at, at some point just recently, she couldn't get full capacity when she would breathe. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I contacted her this week, right before staff, and I just wanted to just see how it was going. I'd been praying for her continually. And she said this, quote, um, the Lord has been so good to me. I'm excited, she says, to be back in fellowship with everyone soon. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, God is making Kristen and Stephen laugh now. And we are laughing with her because God has done great things He's done miraculous things in her healing recovery. God's promise of healing for Kristen seemed like it was not going to happen. But Stephen and many of us, we took the promise to heart and we believed that by his stripes we are healed. She is healed and we declared it. And just what was a tragedy just a few short months ago has turned into a day 
of great victory and joy for her. You see, just like Abraham and Sarah, here's Abraham and Sarah. Sarah had received a promise from God that she was going to give birth to children very young, very early on in their marriage. Just like Kristen and Stephen, Sarah ended up laughing even in her old age, even when it seemed like it was impossible, God fulfilled the promise. And all who heard what had happened and all who will hear what will happen for you when you are praying, when you are believing, are going to smile and rejoice with you. You see, God's humor is not like our humor. I love this about God. Because our humor can sometimes be sarcastic and cynical. But God's humor is life-giving and transformative and miraculous. God's humor is wrapped in his ability to make impossibilities possible for you. And so, for example, when God answers your prayers, don't you laugh? I laugh. You laugh all the time with God. God makes his children laugh all the time. When God opens a door, and it's like, I didn't expect that, Aaron. I didn't know what was going to happen. God's making you laugh today. Hallelujah. It makes you laugh when he brings you out of your trial. Yes, you rejoice. Yes, you are glad, but there's big belly laughs for belly aching. Somebody say amen. amen. God is going to make you smile again. God is going to bring laughter back into your life. Some of you have gone through some real trial, and you got to understand this about God. God's not done with you. Abraham and Sarah's story was very hard. They had watched so many Children of friends and loved ones being born, not for them. God had promised. Can you imagine Abraham looking up at the stars of the sky? And God says, I'm going to make your children that much in number and more. How can that be, he said. And as he got older and older and older, there's no movement there at all with God's promise. Sarah was bearing, barren and past childbearing years. Listen to this story. Listen to this as I read this. It's so powerful. In the natural, it seemed impossible. Genesis chapter 18, verse 9. Remember, Jesus came to visit Abraham right before the angels went into Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord spent some time with Abraham and Sarah, with the two angels, and it says that they visited They had supper together, and they fellowshiped, and Sarah prepared a wonderful, wonderful meal for them. You can read it in Genesis 18. But verse 9, Jesus gets right down to the point. This is a, a Christophany. This is an appearance of Christ in the Old Testament. And the Lord said to Abraham, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. Notice how God views our life. He doesn't say you're old, you you know, you can't do it anymore. He doesn't say you can't accomplish anything in your old age. He just says, according to the time of life. Somebody say amen. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now, Abraham's a hundred. 
or 99 at this time, I guess it was, because this was about a year away from Sarah giving birth. And Sarah was listening. I love this about Sarah. This is hilarious. Sarah was listening. See, the scripture that I read at the beginning, Sarah was laughing with God. And, and in this passage, she laughs at God because she thinks it's an impossibility what's about to happen. Notice this. Sarah was listening in the tent, which was behind him. Listen, sometimes you do not want to hear other people interceding for you. I'm telling you, because God is going to speak to them about you, and you don't even want to know it, because sometimes you're going to think that'll never happen. But God is going to do it. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing in the natural impossible. Therefore, Sarah laughed. She laughed within herself, saying, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also? She's asking a question to herself. And the Lord said to Abraham, now she was doing this in her mind. She wasn't saying this out loud. But how many know the Lord knows your thoughts? You don't have to say a word. He already knows what you're thinking. So watch what you think. Why did Sarah laugh, the Lord said? Why does Sarah laugh, saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is it too, then, then the Lord asked her, is it too hard, is anything too hard for the Lord? Let me stop there. That's the question. That's the question you need to be asking God for yourself on things that you believe God for, healings. I was praying for some of you this morning while we were worshiping. God, would you heal that person? Because you know, uh, you've confided in me. Will you answer their prayer? Lord, would you give them the breakthrough in that relationship that they need this morning? Will you affirm and confirm what you're doing in their life? God, will you touch them? Will you encourage them? Will you encourage them in the battles that they're facing? Because the question is, is anything too hard for God? And the answer is, no, nothing. Now, in our mind, it seems to be impossible. In our day and age, our cynical day and age, people don't even believe in God, but you do. Somebody say amen. You believe in his promises. He's put his faith in you. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, that's the question. You see, if you want to laugh with God again, you've got to get dangerous with your faith. You gotta step up and say, Lord, there's nothing, there's nothing impossible with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing. And at the point of time, the Lord says, I will return to you according to the time of life. He says it again. And Sarah shall have a son at 90 years old. But Sarah, bless her heart. Somebody say, bless her heart. Oh. Sarah, Sarah said, when she overheard them, she said, she piped up a little, I didn't, I didn't laugh. The Bible says because she was afraid. How many, how many know fear will make you do a lot of goofy things? Don't operate in fear. Don't think out of fear. Faith on the promises, that's where you think. Because God has good things for you. And he said, oh, no. The Lord said, no, 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 Sarah. Oh, but you did laugh. And so God took that situation, very uncomfortable for Sarah, uh, even discouraging for Sarah. 
You know, she's thinking, oh, this will never happen. And she's kind of chuckling on the inside. And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to get the last laugh. How many know the Lord loves his children? He's always going to get the last laugh with us. I told you so. When we get to heaven, I, I can almost imagine. I told you so. It's, it's, be it's better than what you thought, isn't it? Hallelujah. You're floating on a cloud. You're walking on streets of gold. Woo, hallelujah. And so what has God promised you over time that has turned into disappointment? So let's get serious here. What has God promised you that over time has turned to disappointment? You can go down a list of things, can't you? And so... Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's healing in your body. Maybe it's a godly spouse. Maybe it's a loved one that you want to see saved, that they just seem to be drifting further and further away from God, and it just seems like letdown after letdown, frustration after frustration. Don't let those things rule your heart. The Bible says, and remember, he visited Sarah with a promise. He visited Kristen with a promise, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this, For all the promises of God in him, in Christ, are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. God does it through us. We can't expect this, you know, our friends to be patting us on the back, saying, you can do it, you can do it. No, you got all the angels in heaven patting you on the back. You got Jesus patting you on the back. You got the Holy Spirit on the inside giving you encouragement. You don't need anybody. You just keep pressing in, you keep pressing on, and you watch God do some impossible things for you. See, God knows your pain. He knows your dissatisfaction. He knows your sadness about certain things. But listen, don't give up. And if it's within your power to change the situation for somebody that's believing God for a promise, you be the problem solver. Somebody say amen, and God will bless you as well. See, Sarah literally laughed sarcastically at the promise that once brought her joy, once brought her hope and fulfillment. The Lord is saying to you, is anything too hard for me? That's what he's saying. Sometimes I look at what he promised me in this place, and I think of all the churches that we've helped plant, and yet we have 14 acres. We have a, a campus that we're believing God for, and I keep, the Lord says, send them out, send them out. But I'm believing that God is going to fulfill the promise for this property, that we are going to see his fulfillment in manifest glory. Somebody say amen. Now, let me give you three points, and I'll close. The Lord is turning our cynical laugh. Boy, have I ever had to shut that off in my brain. I've had to shut it off and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. This is not what you intend. I am to live in the full assurance of your promises. But when the Lord makes you laugh, number one, it's a laugh of triumph. Somebody say amen. Remember the centurion and his daughter? 
I mean, this man came to Jesus. He didn't deserve to even be in the presence of the Lord. He's a Roman soldier. Jesus is a Jewish rabbi, and they have their laws and customs, and he knows it. This, this centurion, his daughter is dying, and he comes to Jesus. He just says, look, just say the word. Just say the word, and my daughter will be healed. And he was a good man. He was helping Israel, the synagogue. He was helping the people in, in, in that region. He was doing all he could, but his daughter was dying. How many know Jesus said, I have not, not found so great a faith. No, not even in Israel have I found such great faith. And Jesus looked at him. He said, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sending my word. And I heal her. He said, go, go back, and you're going to discover that your daughter is healed. And about the same hour that Jesus said that, his daughter was healed. And by the time he got there the next day, the centurion said, when did this all happen? About this time yesterday. And the centurion remembered in his tears when he was crying, when he was broken, when he was down, when he was at his wit's end, he said to Jesus, would you just send your word and heal her? And Jesus did. And within 24 hours, his mourning was turned to laughter and joy for his daughter was healed. See, you're going to say again, only God could have done this for me. Only God could have done this for me. See, he wants you to know that it's him. You're going to say, only God has done these wonderful things for me. Christ has given you a promise that all things are possible to him or her who believes. And so now, why, why not look up now? Why not look up now and say, Lord, is anything too hard for you? No. Look at your circumstances. Say, devil, get out because God is invading and he's intervening. When God makes you laugh, number two, it's a laugh of thanksgiving, of thankfulness. Not only is it a, it is a laugh of triumph and victory, but it is a humbling thing. It's a laugh of thankfulness to God. You're going to say again, Lord, I thank you. You are good to me. How many times have I looked up and I've said, Lord, you are so good to me. And I don't always tell him, but he is. He's good to you. You got to understand that he's bringing you through the valley. You're not going to die in the valley. He's bringing you out of the fiery furnace. You're not going to burn up in the fiery furnace. He's bringing you out of the darkness, and he's bringing you into light. Sorrow and weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, and you're walking with God. Thanksgiving, thankfulness. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Somebody say amen. For his mercy endures forever. See, the answer is on the way. The breakthrough is happening right now. God is already at work. When we're asleep, he is not. Hallelujah. When we are at work doing things for others, God is working on our behalf. When God says, I'm going to make you laugh, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be an amazing little love fest between you and him. Amen. <laughs> Number three, come on up here, worship team. 
Bring those lights down real quick. See, when God makes you laugh, amen. <laughs> See, we have breakthroughs. Amen. Just go. That's good. <laughs> there used to be an evangelist that, that came to America from Australia, and he just had this laughing ministry. He just, he just walked in the pulpit, and people just start falling out of their chairs laughing. Rodney Howard Brown. Anybody remember Rodney Howard Brown? Did you know he laid hands on me at Clady Keith's church years and years ago? Call me out. Call me out. He said, stand up. That's how he looked. And I looked around. He said, yeah, you. Don't look around. I mean you. Stand out here. And man, he laid his hands on me. The power of God hit me. And he talked in front of everybody about what God was going to do here in Cincinnati. I've never forgot those words. How many know God has promises for us that no man can thwart and no demon can spoil? Don't you forget the promises of God. In due season, you will reap if you don't give up. Somebody say amen. Number three, it's a laugh when you... See, when God makes you laugh, it's a laugh that builds up the faith of others around you. Uh, when we were going through COVID, and, and my wife is just getting over, she just had it, it was very mild, and I'm just so thankful, so she's kind of at home. I said, no, don't go, just rest, you need to rest more. And so she's at home watching, but... I remember coming home and, and she was experiencing God on a level that she had never experienced before in her life. And she grew up in a very strict religious background. I mean, so, much, so strict that if you went to the movie theater you, if, and Jesus came back, you're missing the rapture. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. Amen. It's, it laugh, makes us laugh. Now we're laughing with God now about it. I mean, man's rules are just ridiculously stupid. That'd be good for us to stay away from some of those movies today, but my goodness. Anyway, but I remember I would walk into the kitchen where she would be doing declarations and prayers. And I mean, it just, it was like walking into the glory cloud of God. And I thought, whoa, God, you're doing some really awesome things for her. Because she was learning to declare. She was learning to speak the things of God, not what the devil was condemning her in her mind all about. And, and suddenly things began to break. And the Lord says, I'm going to heal you of your, of your back problem. But I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you how to use your faith to bring it to pass. Somebody say amen. When God teaches you things, it's like, oh, okay, let's go. And so she began to use her words. She began to use her sword out of her mouth and making declarations and commanding the pain to go and commanding the, the spine to align. He was she was speaking to the enemy. No, devil, you're not going to put condemn, condemning thoughts in my mind. I'm going, to, I'm going to glorify God. And guess what, devil? If you keep trying to hang around here, I'm going, to, I'm going to have a praise fest for Jesus. I'm going to praise him until you have to leave. We finally called that 
spanking the devil and giving God praise. I mean, just spank him right out of your life and give God praise. I'll never forget it. It's just I saw her doing it with somebody that was having morning sickness in their pregnancy. We're not going to stand for that, she said. She just started praying for it. Devil, come on. You have no right on her body. We break that. Break it. Break it in Jesus' name. I thought she's spanking the devil right now. And then she started praying, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And many of you have received encouragement for that. from that. How many know that when God turns your mourning into laughter, when you laugh with God, it belongs to the community. It belongs to everybody because it encourages everyone. Listen to this. I'm going to close. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Remember when she was cynical? Remember when she laughed kind of snarkily? Is that even a word? Totally. And God called her out. Oh, you did laugh. And he had a chuckle in his heart. You're going to know what laughter is all about here in about a year. Hallelujah. I'm showing up for you, Sarah. You believed a long time. You, haven't, you and Abraham haven't even talked about the promises in decades. Oh, but I'm stirring it up again. I'm st- Come on, you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm stirring it up in you. Stirring it up. <laughs> and he's doing it for you. See, he look, look, he's not intimidated by your cynical laugh when it seems impossible. He's not, he's not, oh, okay. Just watch what I do for for you. <laughs> You're going to make me fall over here. Feel of the glory. He said, God has made me laugh, she says, and all who hear will laugh with me. You're laughing. We're laughing with Sarah right now. Oh, hallelujah. I've never seen this before. I was looking up laughter on Saturday. I had a whole message prepared about hearing God's voice. I said, you're, not, you've, you're done with that series. I'm going to teach my people to laugh again because I'm doing things for them they can't even imagine I'm doing for them. I'm going to do it. And you're going to laugh with God. Sarah, Sarah all who here will laugh with me. So she said, Who would have dreamed that that I would have had a child for Abraham? God. God knew. Amen. God loves when we're able to testify of his miraculous interventions. Amen. He loves to give good things to his children. He loves to give blessings to you. Don't walk around allowing the devil to defeat you. If you're pain, if you have pain in your body, you speak to that pain. You are leaving in Jesus' name. You are coming out of my body. I am healed. I am whole. By his stripes, I am healed. See, Kristen and Stephen are rejoicing, and we're rejoicing with them. God is doing. I can't wait to put more. Te- we're getting more testimonies in about the miraculous things of God. Listen, there's there's cards out there. Tell us what God is doing. Fill them out so we can get your testimony. God is a God of miracles. He is the God of miracles. He 
is the God of miracles. And while you're waiting, don't get mully grubbing all over the place and belly aching. Don't murmur and complain about it. Don't do that. That's not going to do you any good. I want you to stand with me. Hallelujah. Can you give God praise right now? Hallelujah. Have you enjoyed this this morning? Never preached a message like this before. I preached on joy, written a book on joy. And if you don't have my book, pick one up. Unchangeable, unbreakable, unstoppable joy. Woo! Hallelujah. So what has God promised you? What promise has He made to you? That you need to revisit right now. And you need to revisit with joy in your heart. Because God is stirring it up. The Lord has come to you today with all of these promises. He has come to you by His Spirit. He has come to you through this, this, this flesh, this pastor, to tell you that I am visiting you. I am doing good things for you. Don't you let the devil tell you any different. He's doing good things for our nation. It may seem like it's going in the wrong direction, but I'm telling you, God is saying, you're going to laugh with me. You're going to laugh with me. And it's not going to be a cynical laugh. It's going to be a laugh of victory and blessing. God is doing it. Listen, I want you to make this declaration with me and we'll open the altar. Say it after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great and exceeding great precious promises to me. Thank you that you have not forgotten me. Thank you that you have visited me today and reminded me in this service of the promises that you gave to me long ago. Thank you that you are reminding me of your plans, of your destiny, of your promises. And you are good to me, Lord. You are good to me. And you love to give good gifts to your children. I receive your promises that are good and fulfilling in my life. And they will be fulfilled in due season. In the mighty name, the glorious name, the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.